This is Teen Talk, brought to you from St. James High School by St. James Team Up. Now to your host, Nick Bry. Hello everyone and welcome to Teen Talk, the podcast where teens talk about being teens. I'm your host, Nick Bry, and today we're here with the St. James High School social worker, April Scramstead, and a member of the 8th grade here at the St. James High School, Jose Castorena. Would you guys like to introduce yourself? Scramstead, you can start. I will start. Um... As Nick said, I am the school social worker here at St. James. Um, This is my first job in social work since I graduated from college. And um, I graduated in 2019. Um, I don't know. I really like the job. I like all the students I meet. And when I'm not here, I'm at home with my kiddos and try to get outside as much as I can if we're not in um, below zero weather. Yeah. Jose? Um, hi, my name is Jose. Um, I'm in eighth grade. I'm not in any sports. I'm not that big of a sports person. Um, I love Italian food. I don't know. Um, and I like to watch Netflix. Netflix is a good one. Can say that. Can say that though. That um, Hulu is a strong competitor. Yeah, I don't. Anyways, so um, we're gonna move straight into the activity, which um, I don't think. Maybe, Jose, maybe you have heard of it, but Scram said I doubt you have. Um, It's called the, well, I call it the I'm going camping game. No idea. So I'm not going to give you any directions. You're just going to have to see if you can pull through and see if if you can catch on. So um, my name is Nick, and on our camping trip, I'm going to bring a net. Jose, do you want to go next? Wait, what am I supposed to be doing? Just... Say your name and something you're going to bring. Oh, um, I'm Jose and... Wait, what? Just say something you would bring on a camping trip. Oh, um, I'll bring a tent. I'm sorry, but you can't go camping with me. Scramstead? <laughs> <laughs> My name is April Scramstead and I am going to bring a blanket. I'm sorry, you can't come camping with me either. I'll give you guys one more try to figure it out. Jose? Uh, I am Jose, and I'm going to bring a fishing rod. I'm sorry, you still can't come camping with me. Scramstead? My name is April, and I am going to bring food camping. I'm sorry, you still can't come camping with me. Um, so I don't know if you picked up on it, but the object of the game is to bring something that starts with the first letter of your name. So I said, my name is Nick and I'm going to bring a net. Got it. So Jose, would you like to try again? Um, yeah. Okay. So my name is Jose and I am bringing a jar of jelly. You can come camping with me. Scram said. Do I have to use my first or my last name? Whatever you want. Uh, my name is April, and I'm going to bring apples camping. You guys are both coming camping with me, see? <laughs> that, was, that was fun. That was fun. I like it. Camping by yourself isn't as fun as when you go camping with other people. No. Anyways, but now that I have apples and a jar of jelly, I think it should be fun. So we are going to move on to the discussion portion of the podcast, which kind of revolves around um, a heavier subject. It's eating disorders. And so um, I have one of the first points I have here is an article from the National Association of Anorexia Anorexia Nervosa and Associated Disorders, or the ANAD, stated this information. 
Among mental illnesses, eating disorders are the second most deadly out there, second to opioid overdoses. Um, 25 to 75% chance that eating disorders are genetic among everyone. And 10,200 10, deaths each year are due to eating disorders, which kind of sums up to about 52 people per minute. So, um, Scram said, we can start with you. What do you think is the main cause of someone developing an eating disorder if it is not genetic? I think one of the main reasons for eating disorders is that society has shoved a specific body image down our throats and um, it's almost impossible to achieve that body image um, for everyone and so we go to these extreme measures like trying to diet and dieting and exercise take time and it's not um, something that you see instantly um, <clears throat> And you don't necessarily see the effects of anorexia or bulimia or eating disorders like that working right away, but they do produce results faster than you would see if you started making different healthier lifestyle changes with your eating habits and your exercising. So I'd say definitely society standards, what we're seeing in, you know, on ads, in commercials, in magazines, um, celebrities, um, even as far as going into clothing stores and the types of trends that are on style, they are typically designed more for um, thinner individuals. And um, those things alone would definitely cause someone to consider an eating disorder, as well as the fact that many people do um, make fun of others for being overweight. And I think that that is kind of shame because sometimes you know the way the habits that we eat are genetic and they're kind of based in the environment that we grow up in so it's really unacceptable without knowing anybody's story even if you do know that it's unacceptable to be like hey you don't fit society's standards yeah and i think that having societal standards is kind of dumb it's garbage yeah because if everybody were looking the same we would be like boring it would be and not everyone can obtain those things because mm -hmm. of certain health you know situations or yep. just it's just not possible for everybody mm -hmm. and even if you were to obtain them it would not be a healthy way mm -mm. whatsoever you'd be doing more damage than what other people could see and honestly some of this um the standards for the the ideal and i'm saying that in quotes uh body it's not healthy to even to have that body I, you know i know for a while there um those waist trainers were a big thing where where women were literally suffocating themselves wearing these waist mm -hmm. trainers because celebrities were doing it and then it gave you this really tiny waist but like the big hips and um that's not that's just dangerous and yeah. unhealthy yeah so jose what do you think the main cause of someone developing an eating disorder is so if it's like, not genetics so um i was gonna like say something similar to you like but like bullying maybe mm -hmm. definitely yeah i can agree with that yeah. i think that especially in schools where like if you don't fit into that quote-unquote popular status quo where you're not one of the 
again, this is like in quotes, but like you're not one of the popular blonde girls or whatever. You're kind of an outcast. But now like now that we're in a more equitable light, we see more plus size models, more opportunities for plus size people. And um, I also saw this video on the Internet a couple of days ago of a plus size ballerina. And I think as someone who's heavily involved in the arts, I can say that was a moment to be like, go them because I just think that looking at every other ballerina in that video you know they're kind of tall and they're kind of built but not really more of the muscles are in their legs and this ballerina was just literally doing circles around everybody else so I think that was a really cool thing to cool. see. <clears throat> and I agree Jose bullying is a big um, factor there and um, you'll even see some of you know we are seeing some progression with like you know an, um, a plus size ballerina or I think of people like Lizzo yeah. mm-hmm. who's coming out and she's proud of her body and she flaunts her body and she she gives these wonderful speeches about body positivity but even she is still getting bullied she's a celebrity she's making yeah. millions of dollars she's making awesome music and she's mm-hmm. a wonderful human but even she is getting fat shamed almost daily so yeah bullying is a huge factor too it takes a lot of confidence also absolutely absolutely and even for people who are not plus size there are people who actually struggle to gain weight and they are also people who are kind of like if i go to the pool like i'm not comfortable taking my shirt off or i'm not comfortable wearing a bikini or even a one piece so i might as well just not go and i think it's we all have to be accepting of everybody's walks of life and everybody's stories. And if people don't want to change, then that is their decision. If they want to change, then we, if they want help, we need to help pave that road for them to receive any and all help they want. Yeah. So I think it's just a manner of kind of like kicking society in the butt and being like, Hey, like get your act together. We need to work on this. Right. And bringing up the fact that the, um, thin people experience the same issue where they can't always gain weight you know the comments like eat a cheeseburger those things need to stop too yeah mm-hmm. um so moving on to the next set of information um another i don't want to say popular but i guess common is the more a better way to phrase it um, another common eating disorder is a binge eat- eating disorder and it's the most common Um, while anorexia and bulimia are close seconds, very close seconds. Um, A binge eating disorder is when you consume a lot of food to the point of where you feel like you're very uncomfortable. You feel, you know, like you're kind of going to blow up. And um, that's to the point where, you know, like you get very uncomfortable with yourself and you kind of purge. So, um, Jose, if you want to answer this one first, why do you think that the binge eating disorder is the most common eating disorder um like i've known somebody who like they just like completely lost their um like i don't i don't know how to say it's like lost like what they like they they went over their limits and Mm. like they've done it so many times that they've just it doesn't affect them Mm -hmm. so like It's just kind of become a norm for them just because, you know, like they've done it so many times where it's like, oh, I have to set aside a time to do this, which Mm -hmm. I you can do nothing but kind of like 
sympathize and empathize with them. And a, b- a big part think? of that is like with your this person that you know, um, with binge eating, they 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 experience a lack of control. They can't mm-hmm. control yeah. the eating, so that you know that is part like a key component of binge eating. They they don't have the control to stop. Um, I think binge eating is because of that lack of control. Um, it takes a serious toll on not just their body, but their mental health. And then um, it kind of turns into this cycle that just continues to happen and happen and happen. And I think a reason uh, binge eating happens is due to mostly psychological issues. Yes, there's like the biological factors and genetic factors and whatnot. But I think psychological issues are the the main component here, you know, stress, depression, anxiety, um, body dysmorphia is something we talk about when we are discussing eating disorders. Um, mm. And even substance use can can be a reason why some people um, do the binge eating. So I would say that that is a big reason why people start that and then it just turns into a cycle. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that you brought up body dysmorphia because that's not something that we talk about a lot. We often hear that people, oh, like they have anorexia or they're bulimic or they're kind of binge eating. But a big kind of factor of all of those is like, you know, people will wake up in the morning and the first thing they will do is go look in the mirror at themselves and they'll be like, I do not like the way I look. And they may they may even fit society's standards quote-unquote of like being skinny and that's how people perceive them but they themselves see themselves as super underweight or super overweight and it's kind of just that they have convinced themselves that they are not in the shape that they want to be and I think when people are kind of like oh you know like you're super skinny you don't need to worry about it it's kind of like not dehumanizing but it's kind of like a kick in the throat being like you see me that way, but I myself do not see me that way. And I don't see myself changing that opinion. And I think it's just hard to get out of that, out of that, out of that, out of that. You know, I do not like the way I look and it's just a huge hill and a even deeper valley to get through and get over. Yeah. We all see ourselves differently than someone else might see us. And I think when people are going through like weight loss journeys too, they don't see the changes in themselves Mm -hmm. as much as other people do yeah um so the last part i have a little bit more explaining about what anorexia and bulimia are so anorexia is um, a lack or loss or total loss of appetite and bulimia is an eating disorder in which somebody you know forces himself to vomit as a quick kind of surefire way to lose weight um so scram said why do you think people develop these again if it's not genetic um so i do think that this kind of goes with um just the eating disorders in general with that um the societal pressures um but also you know if you think about movies where anorexia or um bulimia is depicted um they don't show the severity of it. They show it happening. They say that it's bad, but they don't show like the serious, um, the seriousness of what could result from ha- from it from bulimia and um, anorexia. And I also think they kind of make it look like it's easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. So anorexia and bulimia are chosen, I I believe, due to convenience. You can say, "Oh, I already ate," or um, 
throwing up in the bathroom after you eat is it can be easy to hide um, to an extent but it, yeah I do believe that um, it goes back to society and it goes back to how it's depicted in the media I don't think until um, there used to be a show called Intervention and it was mainly around substance use but I did see a few episodes where they showed um, a person who was struggling with bulimia and it was the most eye-opening thing I had ever seen because she went to a doctor and they did this full lab on her and she was destroying her body and we just don't realize that it's mm -hmm. just not depicted that way we don't know enough about it to to realize the true effects it has on a body yep they kind of just depict it's like a one-and-done issue mm -hmm. but in reality it could take place over years sometimes Jose, do you have anything else to add? Um, well, like, um, well, like you said, like they use drugs or substances or whatever. Like, I like I have a high metabolism, so like, it, what goes in comes out. Like, the, and I can't change it. Like, I want to gain weight, but like, it's really hard. Like, and I have eighty. Well, I have ADHD. Like, it's getting like, like I was put on medication for it and like it would make me not eat like I was in like sixth grade in elementary school and I would take those pills and I would not eat lunch like I'd be like oh I'm not hungry like I would give it to my friends so like mm -hmm. and like I was so skinny and then I got took off of it because I was so skinny and then I gained a little weight but not much I was like 60 pounds up to si until sixth grade like and now I'm like 85 so it's progress yeah it's progress and it's can't say anything else yeah. but progress i think that you know some people say that oh my gosh like i gained one pound people are like you gained one pound but in their eyes it's like they gained one pound or like uh -huh. they lost one pound and it's just kind of like this first step of finally getting to a place where you feel comfortable with your body and with yourself I think another issue, too, is, like, um, fad diets. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, celebrities promote, like, the tea or um, those, you know, pyramid schemes, like the, what are they, the, what's the one called? I don't know. You put these weir this weird, like, cellophane thing on your stomach, and it supposedly takes off weight and makes oh, you yep. look thinner, like, mm -hmm. things like that that are just, they kind of suck in and you have to pay a bunch of money. But these fad diets that, you know, you lose this much weight in a week, mm -hmm. and it's actually really dangerous and unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but then they have celebrities put their faces on it. And then celebrities like, oh, that have good. those ideal bodies that mm -hmm. don't actually even use these products. They're just getting paid to promote it. Yep. I definitely think that a lot of the diets out there are kind of just like, like you said, like celebrities' faces are put on it, so they're like, oh, it must be good because they're doing it. But in reality, you're only eating like one or two small things a day yeah. and then you're exercising off of what you had plus your body's eating away at the muscle that you already have because it needs to burn something yeah. so um one other thing i wanted to bring up was that i think um the dress codes in buildings especially in schools and workplaces as well have a very big effect on a person's view of their own body and um, I think I can safely say that 
girls, females, women, or anybody who wears those more quote-unquote feminine type clothes kind of get checked more often when boys can wear or I should say more masculine clothes depict like sex and all of this stuff but girls showing an inch of skin are told to put on you know like a 3XL sweatshirt and I think that there needs to be a more a more equitable way to handle things like that so I just wanted to I'd agree, especially um, with the language that we use within the dress codes, making sure that it's gender neutral and not specific towards um, women. So instead of saying like no tank tops or skirts, no clothes, you know, no clothing would show this or that. Um, It can be it can we all have to start small. Mm -hmm. Right. And it could be as simple as starting with the language that we use. Yeah. But I think that is pretty much it. Do you guys want to add anything else on to it? Um, well, so, like, this is, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. but, like, when Shane Dawson did the I collab with, I think, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm pretty sure it's Eugenia Cooney. Eugenia Cooney, yeah. yep. That was, like, very interesting to me because, mm-hmm. like, she was trying to gain weight, but, like, it was, like, yep. impossible. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, wow. Like. For some of the people who are listening to this, Eugenia Cooney is a, fem- a famous YouTuber And I guess she's not really famous for being popular. She's more famous for kind of there. She's been in a lot of scandals where people say that she's bulimic or have extreme anorexia. And it got to the point where she had to take a really a pretty long break from YouTube and making videos just because like those were all the comments. And um, I can't remember if she came clean about if she was anorexic or if she had an extremely high metabolism. But um another super popular YouTuber made a documentary series kind of like going into her life and it just kind of looked at, you know, like all of the comments and everything that she was getting and how she kind of handled it. She likes to dabble in makeup and fashion and everything like that. So I think people should check that documentary series out. I think it's a really good, really good thing to watch. Anything else? No. Those were some really good conversations. I We tackled a lot of good points. Um, so not the final thing, but the second to last thing is the Teen Word of the Week, which is my favorite part of the podcast because we kind of get to make fun of the adults for not knowing anything that the kids know. Um, so I've chosen the Teen Word of the Week is more so a phrase. It's we been new. Like we and then Ben, B-E-E-N, new, N-E-W. So... Scram said. <laughs> calling me out for being old. <laughs> We've been new. I don't know. Like, you know. I never get the phrases y'all use because you could literally say it even shorter than what you say. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of the things we say don't even have definitions. I'm going to guess anyways. it means that you, like, already knew something. Okay. Jose, do you want to... I don't really know. <laughs> oh, good. Like, I'm yeah. not just like super old. I just don't <laughs> know. <laughs> um, I had put, we've been new. When somebody says like, oh, that teacher is kind of mean. Yeah, we've been new. So you already knew. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Scram said you're catching on. Wow. <laughs> I read Urban Dictionary every night before <laughs> bed. All right. Moving on to the final section of this podcast before we close out. It is the song recommendations of the week. 
So for me, I just got done watching Deadpool 2, which is not a school-appropriate movie, but I can tell you, within the soundtrack, there are a lot of good songs. And the one I like the most is Ashes by Celine Dion. That was a, it's a really good ballad. Jose, do you have one? Um, Hannah Montana, um, Nobody's Perfect. Hey, I like that song. It goes with the theme of what we're talking about today. It really does. Yes, (laughs) on point. Um, Okay, so I have been listening to Haley Williams' new album. Haley Williams is from Paramore. She just put out a new album, Flowers for Vases. Um, It's a pretty emotional CD, so I'm not going (laughs) to call out any specific songs because then y'all are going to think I'm super depressed, but it's a great (laughs) CD, so I would go and listen to that. All right. Well, thank you both for being on the show. I know the topics that we handled today can kind of get a little personal. And Jose, I want to thank you for sharing your story. I think that kind of really helped get the message across. But um, thank you both for being on this episode of the podcast. And we will catch you in the next one. Thank you. We would like your feedback. Visit the link at bit.ly forward slash teen talk to give us your thoughts and opinions on our future episodes. The opinions expressed in the Teen Talk podcast are unscripted and do not reflect the views of St. James Public Schools. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everyone.